Well, hello, witches and beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Bell Witch Podcast, episode 22. I am Swales, a friendly green witch, helping you get witched in the 21st century. So thank you for joining me. I appreciate your ears. I am buzzing because I set up my Patreon and a bunch of people joined so now i'm getting a little bit of funding thank you so much for joining and let me take a moment to personally welcome in my first ever patreon subscribers in no particular order we have alex with an exclamation mark jill wild manning martina d badger badger <laughs> laura whitelock bex laffer rachel AJ Beverly Thornton, who just happens to be the official photographer of the Bell Witch podcast, and Sue Short. Thank you so much for taking a chance and being my very first Patreon subscribers. I am absolutely chuffed that you've joined me. It's just amazing that you like me enough and you like the show enough to give us a little bit of dosh. I just had to take a moment then to stand away from the mic and do a little scream, a little squeal with delight, but I've edited it out because uh, it was a bit sharp on the old uh, the old lugs there. I don't want to give you a headache before we've even started the episode. I hope you enjoyed the last one. It was a bit weird. It was um, my Psychic Mum episode. It ended up taking me on a bit of an unexpected journey of self-realization and self-healing if I'm honest but I've ended up listening to it a few times kind of like as an observer and a listener rather than the storyteller and that has helped me loads and that's surprising I didn't think it would help me as much as it did and also I guess I've got a new appreciation for just how incredible these stories are and I got the magazine out and I read it and then I also did a bonus Patreon episode with it so I read it out recorded it and put it on and then I kind of did a bit of commentary about you know how it was to tell somebody my story and get it edited and what is actually really true in the story and what is fabricated so that's quite a nice little bonus insight for Patreon subscribers there but yeah it was just amazing really it took me on a complete unexpected little healing journey and I'm so glad I didn't bottle it and delete it at the end because I almost did so yeah thanks for being a part of that and thank you for all the lovely messages I received from you as well saying how much they like the sound of my mum and how they appreciate who I am because of my past and thanking me for sharing I mean all these comments and messages they mean so much to me so much you know and I love connecting with my audience so yeah thank you for that oh what else what else can I tell you I'm just feeling really humble, really, that things are happening, that uh, my little Tuesdays up at the Crystal Booth are taking off. So now I'm doing a bit more Reiki than I was. Last Tuesday, I was so busy. So thank you, universe. And if you're coming for a Reiki treatment from me, you know, I, I really appreciate you giving me a chance and trusting me with Reiki because, you know, it's a big deal and it's a personal service that I offer and I absolutely love being a Reiki practitioner it's another another passion of mine right so that's all the mushy stuff out of the way what's going on with this episode then I hear you ask me well in this episode 
It is a moot loot episode where a guest comes along and shares pearls of wisdom and gems of knowledge with me, all about an area of their expertise and their passion. In this episode, my guest is Sarah Parker from Forgotten Forest. I know Sarah through the amazing witchy community that's around Yorkshire, which is just so full of lovely souls that I happen to know and work with. She's pretty awesome. She's got her own little woods where she lives in the back of a house. And she runs these fantastic little workshops for kids and adults alike. I think I met her through another witchy friend. So we're all we're all connected in the circle of life. She's a fantastic guest and she tells us about how it is to own a forest and how she got there, the surprising U-turn she took on her own teaching journey, her own career. And then we just have a bit of a chinwag about how it is to be a witch. I mentioned jogging because I've uh, just finished Couch to 5K. I've actually completed it, which is amazing. And I'm going to buy myself some flowers because I'm right chuffed to myself. (laughs) But yeah, if you are considering doing the Couch to 5K, the BBC slash NHS one, I can absolutely vouch for it. I started, well, nine weeks ago and it hasn't been easy, but I've sailed through the whole nine weeks one after the other one well I say sail it's like on torrential storm sea it's not been easy but I've made it and at the time of recording I've got one run left which is tomorrow and then I'm hopefully going to stick to running 5k so yeah if you're looking to change your life to start a new year thing to get healthy and just move more and see the sun and look after your mental health and your physical health, I can absolutely recommend sign up to it. It's free and you'll be amazed at what you can achieve with the correct training because it's made for people who aren't used to jogging, who've never attempted jogging or don't have belief in the self. That is who it's designed for. So if you're thinking about it, this is your sign to download it and get it going, which is... Ooh, podcast pals. Did you hear... In my previous episode, I had a trailer from another podcast called Haunted UK Podcast. These guys are awesome because they're always asking for swapses, you know, for trailers. So I sent mine over and they sent theirs over. And I've always listened to them because, you know, I love my ghosties, don't I? It's a really professional, high-spec British podcast. So for my podcast pals intro, I suggest you go hop over and have a look at the old Haunted UK podcast. It's really good. They do these little mini episodes called short haunts between the main episodes. And, hmm, who might have sent a story in? I wonder who that could be. I think the last one is about ghosts in the NHS and emergency services. So if that kind of rocks your boat, I suggest you go over there and give it a little listen. Anyway, without any further ado, I shall zip it up now and we'll roll the uh, interview. This was before Christmas, quite quite well back. So things have progressed slightly since we spoke, but it doesn't make too much of a difference. And um, do check Sarah out on her website, which is forgottenforest.net. And everything she talks about, you'll be able to uh, find on her website. Welcome, Sarah, of the Forgotten Forest to the Bell Witch Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate that. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast, so it's quite exciting. 
first of many you're going to tell us about your plans and what you do and who you are and gosh where to start so I'm Sarah and I have um a business called Forgotten Forest it's yeah it's mainly in the woods and in the cabin in my woods and I run all kinds of different events that are all about connecting yourself to nature and connecting to yourself I run events for adults for children for families um, a lot of forest school based events and story themes. Um, and then a lot of women's circles, well being events, shamanic things, witchy solstice kind of events as well. So all sorts of stuff I do really. But it all has the main the main reason of you know connecting to yourself and connecting to nature. So let me, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about me. So all those years ago, I started off doing a psychology degree and then I moved on and did teaching and I was a primary school teacher for a long time and I did love it. I love learning new things. I love teaching. I love working with children, but things changed a little bit and the system changed. It wasn't really working for me. And then I had my own children. In fact, it was just before I'd realized that I'd gone through everything that society wanted me to do and I still wasn't happy so I'd got the degree I'd got the job I'd got the house the car ticked all the boxes that I was supposed to have and I thought this can't be it I'm still not happy and realizing the things that really made me happy was being outside being in nature and I just thought that's what I need to do So everyone thought I was mad. I quit my job. I'd quit teaching. I'd worked my way up as well into Senko and like leadership. And then I just started um, a forest school business playing outside, getting kids outside back into nature because they just don't play as much um, as I used to as a child. Um, And then once that had picked up, started moving on and doing adult groups and full moon and new moon events. I haven't looked back since. It's lovely being able to work on my own timetable and work close to nature and do all the things that I love which does a lot does involve a lot of um spiritually witchy kind of stuff as well I run um witchy stuff with Sam from Black Cat and Cauldron and I've done things um I've done my witches course with um Louise from the Wiccan Lady um so I think there's lots of links between us isn't there with with things like that that we've done so yeah what else should I tell you did you just so happen to have a forest in your backyard (laughs) no I didn't actually (laughs) it just all perfectly aligned at the right time so I had quit my job and I was working in different woods and moving everything around lugging it around and I really did enjoy it because I got to work in some beautiful places and just as the winter came the woodland which was an old piece of railway line came up for auction and um yeah all fell into place started working from there and then it slowly progressed and got bigger and cleared more of the brambles got got a little cabin yeah it's it's lovely all just aligned just perfectly that's amazing that's the universe at work right there it is yeah and I know that the universe has been at work a couple of more things but it's taken me a while to get uh yeah well I suppose out of my comfort zone and to do some of the other stuff that I want to do you know you can always think oh I'll be ready when this happens or when that happens and I'm like okay I've had enough signs I'm waiting for a sign of your sign I'm just gonna do it (laughs) 
So I've done all sorts of qualifications like meditations, mindfulness, um, shamanic practitioner, Reiki, the list goes on. But all of these things that I've learned and things that I've lived through that I know that helps me as well and it's helped my well-being to regulate my nervous system and all other things like crafting and gut health, somatics, just all these kind of things that I'm going to hope have been bringing into my offerings. Well, I know they've helped me and I know they've helped people that have come. And I was doing them in person and I love doing them in person. But now I've realized there's so many people in a similar situation than me. I'm a solo mum. You can't always have the time. Life's busy. Sometimes work shifts. Sometimes you just don't want to leave the comfort of your own home either, which is also fine. So what I'm going to be offering very shortly, oh, what I am offering it, I've started it now, um, is a membership, the Forgotten Tribe Wild Women. Um, And it's all about well-being and it's all about connecting to yourself and connecting to nature. And it's going to have a toolkit of all the things that you might want to dip into when you're feeling a bit a bit down. I know winter's hard, isn't it? And a lot of people get seasonal affective disorder and Christmas has been crazy. So it's just lovely to have something when you want. Lots of the things will be live. So you can join live if you prefer it like that. But then they'll also be recorded and they'll be on there so you can watch in your own time and there'll be a toolkit of uh, well-being things to help you as well. So yeah, it's going to be like a membership and a community and support and then of course the real life ones are coming so if you want to come in real life then that's still a possibility too my membership all about well-being and incorporating all the lovely stuff so this is new for 2024 it is yeah and how do we how do we join where do we go so it's on i'm not very techy but it's on a platform like a website platform And everything's on there and there's links and I put it all on my social media on Forgotten Forest on Facebook and Instagram and I send it out in my mailing list and there's a link and you can you can join and you can sign up. Oh, exciting. You do so much. I see on social media all your calendar and that's just like, wow, she is a busy lady and you're a a single mum as well. So impressive. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't feel if you look at my timetable and you think it's busy but it's only like two hours here three hours there so it's not massively overloaded although there is a lot of prep and other work and keeping up with the maintenance of the forest takes a while as well but my dad is retired now and he loves that job to be honest (laughs) oh that's handy yeah because you do forest schools don't you with other kids I do, yeah. And I do a lot of foraging courses as well. So that's going to be covered in my membership as well. There's going to be a lot of foraging things, a lot of crafting, all the things that I know are really good for us. I do feel that we should be living like we did hundreds of years ago in a tribe, in a community, sitting, talking around a fire. Everybody has their own unique jobs and we all have a purpose. And we talk about things, we make decisions together, you eat good food around the fire. So that's what I'm all about and bringing all that in. Then I do some lovely meditations and sound healing and a place where you can talk openly and vulnerably about anything that you need to to get it off your chest because we don't always have that space in society everybody's always busy and rushing and we don't always listen 
to really listen, it's sometimes just listening to uh, answer back almost in a way. So having that space is uh, is really valuable. Yeah, it's it's some some beauty in holding a circle and having people come to a space and just do nothing but listen to each other. Do mm. nothing but listen, but also you don't have to you don't have to fix stuff. I think people feel they've got to offer advice. I really like circles because a lot of them do the same. We're not here to fix, we're just here to listen. I really like that. I've been yeah. lucky enough to go to one of your events, I think it was last year? Yeah. In Sarah's Forest. It's in Brighouse, isn't it? Is that right? It is, yeah. Yeah, Bailiff Brig in Brighouse, yeah. And it was a beautiful yeah. event. I think it was a witchy circle we did. And I particularly loved your little cabin and we all sat around and did cards and stuff. The highlight was the fire and the soup on the fire were just, oh... You get food, people. You get food. That I love. Food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what we should be doing, shouldn't we? All eating together, and we just don't have the time to do that because I forage a lot. I often make forage things like nettle soup and nettle cake as well, and all sorts of other stuff, which adds another lovely element to the to the circle. I think it were mushroom soup. Was it mushroom soup? Was it more, yeah, it could have been. Was, or maybe a risotto as well. I think I made a risotto sometime last year as well. Oh my God, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, do you consider yourself a witch? Do you know, I really did consider myself a witch. And it's not that I don't consider myself a witch anymore, but I've gone down a path of shamanic practitioner and healing, which incorporates witch as well. So now I'm less concerned about the labels. And for me, which is all about nature, isn't it? Connecting to yourself, connecting to who you are, connecting to the earth, looking for, well, not looking for something outside yourself, knowing that it's all inside you already. So, yeah, I think I probably do. But also I'm loving the shamanic stuff as well at the moment, which does closely uh, link to to each other it does yeah no, i know a lot of witches that are also shamans you do the drumming do drum. yes i drum i do shamanic healing and shamanic journeying and i do all sorts of healings for other people ancestral healing and yes soul retrieval depossessions all sorts of amazing things and people can come to them. Yeah, like, definitely. And the witchy events as well that I run, which are always around the, the turning of the year or the Sabbaths. I always put something on there, sometimes for the children as well, but always for an adult, for the adult ones as well. And then we do real ceremony and ritual type things then. And always crafts. The witchy crafts. What would you say is your favourite type of event or circle that you run? Can you pick <laughs> one or two? So I haven't done very many of these, but I really like offering like goddess ceremonies when you're really, really deep in circle. Like there's no talking. We just come and I drum and open up the circle and we just sit and just, yeah, really connect to ourselves with meditation. And then we go in and do like blindfold dancing and um, shamanic journey while you, you you're on your mat and you stay on your mat and you just yeah it's really it, I take you on like a drumming journey with music and really connect to shamanic healing it's so good so that's probably my favorite but I love the women's circles that I run 
And I, I don't know how I do it, but I fit so much in. It's it's crazy. So we start off, we start off around the fire. We do a grounding meditation. And usually it'll be around the full moon or the new moon. So I'll talk about the full moon and the new moon and how that can be affecting us, uh, where the planets are and what that brings up for us. Then we will set intentions and we'll all share our intentions. And then we'll do a burning release ceremony. So anything that we no longer want to take in, for the next month with us, we'll burn that. And that can be stuff like procrastination or self-doubt um, and throw that into the fire. Then we'll go into the cabin and we'll sit down. We'll get all the sage out to cleanse the energy, tuning forks to tune us in. And then we'll drink cacao, which is a heart opening medicine. It's like the rawest form of chocolate. So we'll all drink that, sit in circle. We'll just have the candles on. And then we'll go around and we all talk openly and freely, just like what we mentioned before. You can say whatever you want. It's a safe space. So everything that's said in the circle stays in the circle. You know, you don't have to talk if you don't want to, but if you do, you can do. I always feel like there's magic in in just sharing it, getting it off your chest. There's no judgment and people don't give advice. They don't say anything. You've just got to listen and hearing other people's stories and knowing that you're not the only one going through hard times or when someone says, shares something positive, celebrating their positives as well is really amazing. Then after that, there's more. <laughs> um, uh, we will do a craft, maybe spell jars. We've made lip balms, soaps, bath bombs, all sorts of things that we've done. Incense, candles, making leather bound books there's so many different crafts that we've done um and then we'll do a sound healing because um i have some crystal balls um so we'll do some sound healing and then a yoga nidra and then afterwards we'll pull oracle cards for guidance and finish off with fire and cake uh, and soup <laughs> soup around the fire and cake um and then before you know it, it's time to go so yeah they're really lovely are they two hours um they tend to end up about three <laughs> i'm gonna say was that what <laughs> yeah three hours they are and sometimes well it depends how many people come so sometimes they've been like eight people which has been lovely and then sometimes they've been like 12 and it just depends how much people want to share and how much people have got to say to how long it goes on but yeah do try and finish for 10 so we can all get into bed at a reasonable time and so many people are like so relaxed then and they're like oh you should do a sleepover one camping <laughs> have you done a camping one i haven't done a camping one no have you ever camped up there just on your own with your kids or? yeah on my own i have yeah yeah but um, no, I don't have that kind of permissions from the councils, oh. unfortunately. That's a whole different minefield. <laughs> of course, yeah. No, I didn't think of that. You'll only be allowed to do certain stuff, won't you? It all comes under well-being. And when people have come around like um, health and safety inspectors, which I had just last week, actually, they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm just like, I try and explain. And they're like, oh, is it like yoga? And I'm like, yeah, like yoga. <laughs> Everything's like it's... yoga. The people who don't yeah. know about spirituality, everything is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no point explaining this one it's uh <laughs> too far out there she was like oh what's raking i was like have you heard about energy healing she was like looked at me blank and i was like i'll just leave this one <laughs> <laughs> how long have you got <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's no secret that i love podcasting 
is an absolute joy to create and it's kind of become a way of life for me. Since becoming a podcaster, my internal healing has been huge. And I like my voice and I enjoy creating content and it's nice to know that people actually come here to listen to what I have to say. And when you start to feel good on the inside, you also start to feel good on the outside too. But then beginning a podcast can be a little bit daunting and one of the big decisions you've got to make is choosing which platform to use to distribute your amazing new show which you're dreaming up right now. I chose Zencaster. And it provides high quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. Podcasters can seamlessly record, produce and publish. Log in using your browser and start recording high quality podcasts right away. And up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you will always have your recording in the highest quality. Even if the connection is poor and unstable. Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. If you've thought about podcasting before and realised that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. You can create your podcast and distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all other major platforms. If you are interested in joining me on this amazing podcasting lifestyle, you can go to zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use the official Bellwitch podcast offer code, which is... Bellwitch, B-E-L-L-W-I-T-C-H. You'll get 30% off your first month. That's zencaster.com forward slash pricing code Bellwitch to get 30% off. Find my offer link in the show notes. Being a creator has never been easier. Is there anything you can tell us that's quite surprising about having your own forest? Stories of owning mm. one or... What have you got to do to keep it keep it well? I mean, you can't got grass. You don't need to like lawnmower on it, do you? No, no. The, some of the boring things that you've got to do, you've got to do tree service and you've got to check that the trees are healthy and the trees are safe. And then if there's any branches that are going to fall, you've got to cut them back. But yeah, the good things about owning your own woods is so lucky for me. It's just right on my doorstep. Just having that lovely time to just walk and ground yourself and connect to nature because I'm quite um, a keen forager, what I do is every year, well, I have done it already this year and I still will do, is like collect seeds. I don't have things growing in my um, woods and then sprinkle them out so then the next year I'll get those kind of plants growing and I love doing that. One day I'll have everything that I need growing in my woods as well, all the medicines (laughs) will be growing there. Oh, yeah, animals, yeah definitely get a lot of animals i've got a really cheeky fox that is so brave like once um i was there with sam i think at the time before we'd done one of the witchy events and this fox just came and just stood there and stared at us and nicked the loaf of bread still in the packet and just ran off and we were like (laughs) shout thinking we'll scare it it's gonna run away was not scared at all it just like looked at us and just thought yeah whatever (laughs) just ran off with a whole loaf of bread and we were like we're not having bread with the soup tonight are we (laughs) It's got that balls of steel. Yeah. Well, I think some of the locals feed the foxes. So they're so comfortable around humans now. They don't, they're not even bothered. They're just expecting it. So that's why it probably nicked the bread. I don't have chickens at the moment, but I've had chickens a lot in my life and kept them because I love chickens and I love getting fresh eggs. 
But Mr. Fox has always been keen on eating my chickens too. And it's so hard to keep them safe when it's in a woods. And they've all, like I've dug fences down under the ground and they've got things over the top to keep them safe. But the fox, they're so clever. They always find a way in. These badgers, there's an owl that I keep hearing, which is really lovely. I haven't seen it. Um, and there's deer. And I've only seen the deer once. And it was like a mother and, and her baby. And they were just sleeping in there's some grassland between some of the trees. And they, it was like when they left as well, it had like a lovely imprint of where the deers had been Aww. sleeping. It was so nice. <laughs> That's well cute. So good for your mental health. I can just imagine oh. if I had a wood in my yard, I'd be there every single day. Definitely. When, like, sometimes I'll be getting the kids ready and everything will be stressful. I've got my to-do list going on. And then I'll go up and I'm like, right, I need to go up. I need to let my chickens out. And I'll go up in the woods and it's like, I've forgotten everything that I need to do. I'm just like really present, really peaceful, really still. It's just, it's so lovely. And then I'm like, oh yeah, real life. <laughs> real life can be like that. We're, we're taught that it doesn't have to be, and it can be. It can be whatever you make it. Everything that I've done so far has involved me making my life work for me. It's not conventional in any way or form. I don't work nine to five. I don't even send my children to school. I home educate them and they go to all different sorts of events. So I've worked everything out perfectly for us, connecting to nature. And yeah, it's so lovely. <laughs> oh, you're so inspiring. It's lovely. <laughs> but it's nice. I mean, I think a big part of what I do, like paganism and stuff, is learning that real life can be you know like around nature because we're all just so into screens and the internet and and it does drain your soul so I make an effort to start a jogging just gonna put that in there start a jogging and I absolutely love it because I do it straight away after the school run and it's almost been sunny every day I've done it you know and you always think oh the weather's crap because we don't go out in it every it day. always looks worse through the window does the weather doesn't it, it does it does and it's made my well-being so better because it's cold and it's frosty but the sun is shining and i see birds and and fo i see foxes it's funny you should bring foxes up just this past few weeks i've just seen foxes a lot crossing my path at night when i'm walking home and people are talking about foxes and people pulling me fox cards and so there's there must be a message in there for me definitely uh, i don't know what foxes mean do you do you know what? I don't. I haven't. I should actually know that. I know so many others, especially on the uh, like shamanic side. And I'm just thinking I've got I've got a really good book about all the spirit animals, but it's up in the woods now in the cabin. And I'm not there's actually a childminder group running in my woods at the moment right now. So I can't even nip up and get it. But I'll let you know. Yeah, foxes are so beautiful. And I, what I do know is that they are a protective um, force. I think there's a lot there's a lot related to magic with them. And they're so mischievous, are they? But they're so skillful as well and self-assured, like that fox nick yeah. in the bread. So there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of messages from foxes. They're so fearless and they can handle any situation, can't they? Really dynamic and intelligent, full of wisdom. So yeah. Self-reliant, I think. There's a lot of yeah. the, the survivors and they can live really well off the earth and find what they need and more than just sly it's such an old-fashioned rubbish definition full of wisdom aren't they they're amazing really 
so many species we've lost and to still have the fox it just shows just how adaptable and changeable it is to the situation surrounding it. Is there anything else you want to add? Well you just mentioned jogging there it's so good for you isn't it so many times when we're thinking about our well-being and especially if you're into, into spiritual things you can do all this meditation and I know for me this is true actually I've done all the inner work all the shadow work looking at myself all my repeated patterns why I am like I am and almost thinking right I've done all this work and thinking actually that's enough but you've got to think about your body as well haven't you because that's it's what we live in and we need to keep that healthy and I have from time to time done exercise in my life but I'm really into, at the moment, strength training, something that I never thought I would ever do. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing it a little while now, maybe I did, since my 40th birthday, which is September. I've never seen as much progress or results so quickly as doing strength training. Um, because I actually, cardio is quite hard, isn't it? <laughs> it exhausts it me. It's but, definitely a long-term commitment. It yeah. is, yeah. And you can think of all the excuses, but being there for yourself and taking that time is amazing. There's so many, so many benefits. I'd, um, I didn't get diagnosed with this because I had a hair analysis test. So it's not a doctor's diagnosis. But when I had a hair analysis test, I was really tired and I was like, I'm doing all the things that I should be doing. I'm eating really well. What is going on? And I had a hair analysis test by a lady called Nicola Lonsdale in Leeds. And she she came back to me with all the results. And what I had is adrenal gland fatigue and underactive thyroid. And I had no idea. I was like, I didn't even know I was stressed. Because, you know, because you just live in this. This is what I do. This is what I'm always doing. I'm not stressed. And then I had to look at myself and think, oh, yeah, I'm creating stress for myself here. And there was my the thyroid thing thinking that makes you really tired it messes with your hormones I was thinking and I probably still am as well that I must be perimenopausal the way I was feeling and it's all down to hormones still is your thyroid and that really looked at the minerals in my body I had really high calcium and oh, I can't remember the other two and low something else um, and then so I started I changed my diet even though it was healthy it wasn't including some of the things that I should have but I think because I've always followed probably fad diets all my life really and that's not really helped me but yeah having that hair analysis really did and then turning 40 and starting strength training has been you know made such a difference to what my well-being as well as all the mindfulness and meditation there's so many different ways isn't there so many tools that you that can work for you but moving your body is so important and it doesn't have to be strength training like I'm doing that's just something that I'm enjoying at the moment so you've got to enjoy it but even just walking in nature it's all good for you isn't it you're getting that vitamin vitamin d although I'm not sure how much vitamin d we're getting right now at this time of year but yeah, it's so important to look after your body and your well-being through exercise. And I've been offering a few of those. I'm hoping to more and more offer like not just yoga classes, but I've got a friend who does, um, it's called the Power Hour. Graham is called and we did like a cacao ceremony. Then we did a workout and then sound healing. And it was just so lovely. I was like, this is the kind of workout I want to be doing. <laughs> I think I saw that. Was it recently? 
Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the first yeah. one. So we're going to add a few more dates. So yeah, it's it was really good. I was like, this is the kind of workout I want. Nice sound healing. Cacao ceremony is the start. <laughs> I mean, it was it was still it, hard. I think it's something to do with age. I mean, I'm 38 and something's clicked to me like, okay, I need to stop messing about. I need to stop being always me. I'm feeling really good about myself for the first time in my life, I would say. And then jogging is like a knock-on effect because I've never run in my life. I've never jogged. I've never been interested. When people go like, oh, I'm addicted to jogging. I was always going like, eh, what? Is that a thing? Don't believe you. <laughs> all those uh, dopamine and serotonin, it does affect all your feel-good hormones in your body, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I like to do it solo because I listen to me because I'm doing couch to 5K. The woman tells, you know, like when to stop and when to run. And then I have my music on too, just like a jogging mix. And it's, it's like meditating, isn't it? You get into a zone where I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just running automatically and I really really connect with that moment and it's quite hard to achieve you've got to be jogging for a while before it kicks in but when it kicks in it's like oh my god I'm flying I'm flying <laughs> I mean there's so many ways to meditate isn't there I know myself when I try and meditate and I'm like trying to get focused in and like clear my mind something will just come in at the back back of my head and like override me and I'm like oh that's not <laughs> meditating because it's still sneaked in there um, but when you're moving your body and you're doing something and you're so in the zone, you can really get into it there, can't you? Your mind is blank and empty and you're just moving. And there's all sorts of other stuff you can do, like crafting. I know journaling works really well for me. And sometimes I don't know what to write, but getting it all out of my head. And even if I don't write, just starting writing. Because then no secret sneaky thoughts can come in. It's just straight out. There's so many, so many different ways to take care of ourselves, isn't there? And we've just got to find what works for us. Yeah, it's like morning pages, isn't it? I think that's how they work because you empty your mind out. And I'm going to do an episode on the ice way just because that was like the catalyst for changing my life. And I really, really love the ice way now. And I still do morning pages. But there is a misconception that meditating, you have to be laid down, you have to be still, you have to have your eyes closed and deep breathing and stuff. And yeah, a lot of it is that. But for me, jogging and driving as well, you know, like if you drive somewhere, you drive all the time. So you do like mindless driving. That To me, that's a form of meditation. I do mindless driving often and I love it. Yeah, whatever you need to, to do. I know some the father of my children, um, wood turns and that's his meditation, turning wood. And that, that's the thing that gets him in the zone. So there's all different ways, isn't there? I get it. Yeah, it's so, so therapeutic. But yeah, the things that I'm going to offer in my membership is going to have a whole range of the different things that you can use. And you just, you know, tune in and find what works for you, which is what life's about. And I'm going to use all the things that have worked for me, all my experiences, all my qualifications. I can't just do learn something. I have to get qualified in it. I have to go... <laughs> I can't just do something half and half. I've got to go 100%. So, yeah, I think it's time now to to share all that knowledge um, with others. And hopefully they will, the people that join will find some some uses out of it and, and help them in some way. Even if it's just one person, then then it's worth it, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, like, it's a bit like that with um, this show. It's like if a few people listen every month, it's worth it. Little things like that can change somebody's life so much, can't they, for the positive. And and sometimes you don't even know the impact that you might have. It might be just a small little thing and you've said and it can change someone's life in such a positive way. 
like you will, I'm sure you will be doing on this podcast. And it'll grow and grow and it'll be amazing. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love doing it. I love doing it. Addicted to it. I think about oh. it all the time, though. Like my whole life is like, oh, what could I do for this? Oh, I could totally say that on the podcast. Let me write down. <laughs> oh, it's so good that you're doing it. I have, it probably is a witch wound here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a lot better, but I've had to practice getting out of my comfort zone and speaking. I've always spoke publicly for my job, like in a classroom, in a in a school hall, in front of teachers. But then when it's about something so personal to me, it's definitely, I can feel that like uh, chakra, throat chakra blocks, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, but I think getting out of your comfort zone is the best place to grow isn't it and thinking oh why am I like that why do I feel that and then going back oh yeah it's because of this happened in my childhood or somebody said this and then I thought my truth wasn't worthy of speaking it's so important to to, yeah just say it because it helps doesn't it and get it out there for so long I wasn't sharing my voice and it's amazing to see you that you're doing it and I mean it definitely does still feel uncomfortable for me sometimes um which people will always find shocking especially because I'm always talking but it's a different context isn't it? <laughs> it's the risk in it it's the risk of sharing yeah. stuff I mean with me as well from my childhood I got laughed at a lot all the time because I was always the fat kid you know the fat weird kid that nobody really wanted to play with and I wasn't very confident and I wasn't very happy to be honest so it took me a long time to be brave enough to say stuff and not be worried that I'm going to get laughed at. And you always have it in you, but you you give it less and less space, don't you? Yeah, you've got to hold that fear, take that fear by the hand, haven't you? And just do it anyway. And, and usually it's all in our head, isn't it? It's not real. Nobody thinks like that. Nobody's bothered, really. They, they're concerned about their own things that are going on. They're not worried about what we're doing, really. That is true. Yeah, they are. People perceive you so different to how you perceive yourself. And I remember even starting this podcast in March and I was really nervous, you know, like on the first ever video call with my friend who were doing it together, Jodie. Like I could feel myself shaking. It's like, why is that? You know, she's my friend and we're in the same boat. We're doing the same thing together. Why am I so, so nervous? And I'm not like that anymore because practice helps. But also I talk about this a lot, you know, when you edit yourself continuously and you always hear your own voice and then you suddenly realise you sound all right and you notice how you talk and your behaviours and you get clearer and you get more confident. And so doing a podcast has helped me heal so massively. It's amazing. Do a podcast, do a podcast. Do you know when you would ask about podcasts, I'd I'd said yes, hadn't it, a while back. And I hadn't done it for ages because I was like, do I even have anything to say? Just talk. (laughs) No, it's good. It flows, but I can totally see a forgotten forest podcast from the forest sounds how cool is that yeah I mean how I'd fit that in as well I'm sure I I know yeah (laughs) it's the editing thing as well that's overwhelming maybe we need to have another talk like (laughs) show me how to do this it's probably not as bad as I think because even when I'm starting my membership it's the thought of it's the thought of things with everything isn't it with all those expectations and preconceived ideas of what something is and then you do it and you realize actually it's not that scary it's not that hard it's not that bad and like you say it's such a healing process isn't it Hello lovely listeners, I just wanted to uh, stop the podcast for a moment and tell you about this wonderful new online community I've discovered just recently Pagans of the North online magazine 
is a network for pagans, witches, heathens and others on similar paths in and around the north of England, providing a free online magazine, a blog, a directory and other resources on the website as well as online courses, offering free advertising for businesses and sellers, highlighting the north of England but read by people nationally and internationally. It's a great place to find magic in different businesses or connect with like-minded souls. Speaking about being a pagan and a witch in the 21st century, as well as all the centuries ago. Every issue is unique and absolutely beautiful. You can subscribe at pagansofthenorth.co.uk for early access to the magazine, news and events coming up as well as other little sneak peeks and easter eggs. This is a free magazine so it's entirely run by volunteers who would love to connect with you. Got a business you want to advertise then give us an email. You can email us at pagansofthenorth at gmail.com and we're always looking for people to write stuff in from poetry to a subject you're passionate about to a blog post and all kinds of magical subjects. Come aboard, join our little community, make friends and unearth some more magic in your beautiful pagan life. I've got big plans for the new year. Are you, are you wanting to share? Is it, are we wait, waiting and seeing? I, I need to generate an income and it is just mm-hmm. a fact because I spend so much time on it. It doesn't have to be a big income. I'm thinking about doing meditations, you know, like Yorkshire meditations. <laughs> the Yorkshire accent is so trusted. So I have written a meditation, although I haven't recorded it yet because there's another barrier in me. You know, I'm a bit like, am I going to sound shit? <laughs> but I know exactly where you're coming because I felt that. And also that uh, imposter syndrome and self-doubt, like, who do I think I am? <laughs> and I think yes. there's a lot of witch wound in that, isn't there? As Massive. women, we're, yeah. off, we're often told to stay small and people please and don't say what you really feel, but do it anyway and then with, yeah and I emphasis with my children they'll say like oh I, can't, I don't want to do this because so-and-so might think this and I go so bollocks to them you know like people think I'm weird and I don't care because it doesn't affect my life you know like be you and the feeling it even though I make such a big effort not to pass that on to them it's hard we can't we can't change everything we can just do the best that we can that's all we can do until we know better and then we do better yeah, because you can easily look back and say, oh, why didn't I do it like this in the past? Like, well, we were still doing our best then, weren't we? And we just learn more and do better all the time, which is amazing. I love how the growth is and how, how we're constantly learning. When I was younger, I thought, oh, you'd leave school and that's your learning finished. But that's when it just starts, isn't it? As an adult, when I'm learning now, I really want to learn it. So I fully learn it. Whereas at school, I wasn't interested in some of the history and geography, but now... I am more interested in ancient Egypt than I ever have been, which is, it's just all about time. I can't believe I didn't like my history lessons. What was I doing? I was just pissing about, trying to be cool and <laughs> missing out on stuff. Maybe it just weren't taught in the way that we needed to learn as well. It weren't engaging enough. And we just weren't ready for it as well, I suppose. Um, yeah. So yeah, teachers do amazing jobs at what they've got to do. But yeah, it's definitely an outdated system. And I think most teachers know that, but they've got to work within the constraints that they're given. No, respect. That will thank you for coming on to my little podcast, a website. Have you got a website? What's your website? Yeah, I do. It's forgottenforest.net is my website. Mm -hmm. Terrible at updating it. In between Christmas and New Year, that's my my next job to update that. I do a lot on, um, I put all my events on my booking site as well. And then I've got 
Instagram and Facebook and I don't know what the link is for this new <laughs> membership. I don't, um, but I know how to get. Should I send it you? Is that would that be something that makes sense? Yeah, and I'll put it in the show notes. Is the membership like a rolling monthly thing? It is. Yeah, it's going to be a rolling monthly, and you can start whenever you want. You can leave whenever you want. So oh, there's good. no no commitment, and and I'll keep adding lots of new things, and I'm hoping to get other people involved and do talks and breath work, journaling, cold water therapy, foraging. Ah, the list of stuff that I've got. I'm so excited. There's so much that I want to do and share, and it's exciting. <laughs> cold water therapy. Oh my god! Have you got a bin then that you're dunking? I have. Yeah, and I. I don't know if you've seen any of my reels, but I do a lot of cold water swimming. Uh It's so good for you. In waterfalls, they're my favourite place to do it. And I like to cook, like wild cook outside as well. Cold water. Nothing makes me feel more alive and like a reset than the cold water. And all the science is there, how good it is for you as well. So I do actually have a wheelie bin in my back garden with a tap on it. That last year I got into the habit of getting in my wheelie bin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. yeah i was like there's, there's no there's no rules how it has to be it can be however you want even cold showers are good aren't they yeah it hurts a bit doesn't it you've got to get used to it the more you do it the more your body's used to it if you haven't done it for a while it's like a big shock again what's that muppet um garden the grouch is it or something do you remember that green oh yeah i can't remember his name but yeah i do remember him i can picture him now <laughs> Everything. Oh my god. Sure, it's like God and the Grouch who sits in his little metal bin with bin lid on his head. <laughs> so there you go, listener. There's a, a fantastic vision there in your head of me <laughs> in a <Yeah>. wheelie bin. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> you have been listening to the Bell Witch Podcast. Witching in the 21st century. Written and produced by me, Swales, a friend of Green Witch. Official podcast photographer is Beverly Thornton. Music by Jeff Harvey of Pixabay. Made on Wavepad Master and distributed via Zencaster. Want to come and guest on the show or got a topic you'd like me to cover? Email me at thebellwitchpodcast at yahoo.com. If you're enjoying the show, please leave me a review. Thank you for listening and stay magical, witches!